Hello, this is Pastor Nathaniel, and you're listening to the Edda Talk for the Eddie Walk Podcast. Here you'll find messages meant to edify and encourage God's people in the maturity, purity, and unity that comes from following Christ. From devotional thoughts to sermons from our Sunday morning services, my prayer is that the time you spend listening to this podcast will help you grow closer to our Lord and also lead you to loving others like He loves us. Let's get right to it. This morning, we go to 1 Timothy chapter 3. We've been working our way through Timothy. We started that a couple weeks ago. And even though the beginning of 1 Timothy chapter 3, you might see the heading overseers and deacons. That doesn't mean you're off the hook. Oh, I'm not a pastor or an elder or a deacon or a leader. I don't need to read that. All Scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, and whatever else the rest of 2 Timothy 4.16 says. Nope, you are not off the hook. And that's the first of many nots you'll hear this morning. Later on in the message, you'll hear a lot of knots. As you may have seen in the bulletin, the title of this message is, We Should All Be Models. Now, you're a fine-looking bunch of people. But we're not talking Project Runway kind of models. A model is a thing used as an example to follow or imitate. In this case, we want to be people that others use to follow or imitate. Of course, Jesus is the one that we should all follow and imitate. Uh, Paul mentioned that in his letter to the church in Ephesus. Ephesians chapter 4, pardon me, chapter 5, verses 1 and 2 says, Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love. Just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Paul often used to stress to people or churches he wrote to that they should follow his example and guidance. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, Paul says this, What you have heard from me, keep as a pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Jesus Christ. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit. Thankfully, when we follow Jesus and 
God's Word, we have the help of the Holy Spirit. Paul also said this to the church in Philippi, Philippians chapter 4, verse 9. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. See, he's telling the people, follow the example that's been set for you. Paul was a model to Timothy. Many of the people in Timothy's church would never see or meet Paul, but Paul would model, I mean, Timothy would model Paul. And there was a lot of people who didn't go to Timothy's church who would see the model that Timothy's people would set when they would follow him. Do you follow? You know what I'm saying. There's people that Pastor Denny hasn't met in the last 25 years in Wayland, Perkinsville, Springwater. Laura and I have lived back in the area for 21 years now. And there's people, I've not met everybody, but there's people you know that I'll never meet. Do you see where we're going here? You're not off the hook. Let's read about what applies to all of us. 1 Timothy chapter 3. And if you're able, would you please stand in reverence as we read God's word together. First Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 to 12. Here's a trustworthy saying. If anyone sets his heart on being an overseer, he, over, he desires a noble task. Now the overseer must be above reproach or blameless. The husband of but one wife, temperate, self-controlled, Respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him with proper respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders, so that he will not fall into disgrace disgrace and into the devil's trap. Deacons likewise... So he's kind of separated out. Elders or pastors and deacons, people who serve. Church leaders. Likewise, are to be men worthy of respect, sincere, not indulging in too much wine, and not pursuing dishonest gain. They must keep hold of the deep truths of the faith with a clear conscience. They must first be tested. And then, if there is nothing against them, let them serve as deacons. In the same way, the women or their wives are to be women worthy of respect, not malicious talkers, but temperate, 
and trustworthy in everything. A deacon must be the husband of but one wife and must manage his children and his household well. How about 13 for a bonus? Those who have served well gain an excellent standing and great assurance in their faith in Christ Jesus. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for how your word shows us who you are and how we can live by your word and please you. And when we live by your word, you're lifted up and you draw others to you. And we praise you for how that can happen. So help us to live by your word. And Lord, I pray you bless us in our walk with you. May we be holy as you are holy. Your righteousness living in us. And Lord, may our tongues speak truth and say things that build each other up and not tear others down. I pray these things in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. I was talking with Pastor Denny last night, and he mentioned how holiness is the silver thread woven throughout the Bible. And it's true. You see it from Genesis to Revelation. And that's really the first thing Paul mentions here in verse 2. Above reproach or blameless. Go back to Noah. When we first met Noah before the flood, we see that he was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time. And he walked faithfully with God. Then there's Abraham. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. And if you have your Bibles or if you want to look on the screen, how about Psalm number 15? It's five verses, so we'll read the whole thing. Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary? Who may live on your holy hill? He whose walk is blameless, and he who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from his heart and has no slander on his tongue who does his neighbor no wrong and casts no slur on his fellow man, who despises a vile man but honors those who fear the Lord, who keeps his oath even when it hurts, who lends money without usury and does not accept a bribe against the innocent. The person who does such things will never be shaken. 
See, there's a good things that happen when we answer the call to be holy or blameless or live above reproach. Did you hear that? The person who does these things will never be shaken. In his letter to the church in Ephesus, Paul tells us that Jesus chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. And one last verse, just in case you didn't catch or get the importance of holiness. You might have saw it on the church Facebook page this week. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. With the help of the Holy Spirit living in us, our walk is to be holy or blameless. I know Southern Gospel is not everybody's cup of tea. But there's a great Southern Gospel song that has an axiom, a saying that's worth remembering. Just a few words. You might want to write it down. I won't put it on the church sign because I might offend some people. But it goes like this. Your walk talks louder than your talk talks. I'll say it again in case you missed it. Your walk talks louder than your talk talks. I got approval from Jim and Nick. Maybe I will put it on the church side. But sometimes I think we need to ask ourselves or ask the Holy Spirit in prayer. What am I doing? What am I allowing you, Holy Spirit, to do in my life to improve those areas that can damage my integrity? Because that's what happens when people say one thing, holy, holy, holy. But then punch, punch, punch other people with their words. That doesn't line up. And other people notice and say, that doesn't seem very Christian. And integrity matters. A lot of our walk involves what we do not do. So there are two points to this message. Our walk is to be blameless. And our walk is to not do a lot of things. Pretty generic points, huh? There's a lot of nots. I want to read them to you. And I'm probably going to miss some because there were a lot in 1 Timothy chapter chapter 3. But but look at verse 3 to start. An overseer is not given to drunkenness. Not violent, but gentle. 
not quarrelsome. Boy, some people just like to argue, don't they? Don't read the comments on Facebook. Man, I feel bad for the people who run community pages. It's like herding cats trying to get it all... It gets ugly. And when you see Christians get in on that. Anyway, I'm meddling now, ain't I? Overseers. Remember, this applies to all of us, really. Are not given to drunkenness. Not violent, but gentle. Not quarrelsome. Not a lover of money. Let's see. Go down to verse 11. Because that's where we're really going to take a few minutes. And he's not picking on the ladies. But there's something we need to notice here. In the same way, wives and women are to be women worthy of respect, not malicious talkers, but temperate and trustworthy in everything. Because this applies to everybody. Because there's a word there for malicious in the Greek that really caught my attention. That word malicious in the Greek, before you get to malicious talkers, is diabolos. And many of you who took Spanish in high school or maybe saw a Diablo in a Western movie. <laughs> that sounds like devil, doesn't it? Well, that's it. That Greek word, it entered into many other languages. In Latin, Diabolus. It's actually how it's spelled in the Greek right here in 1 Timothy 3.11. Greek and Latin spelled the same way. In Italian, it's diavolo. My wife's impressed. She didn't know I could speak all these languages. In Spanish, diablo. In French, diable. In Portuguese, diabo. All the translations being the same, devil. The, the, the Bible throughout describes the devil of a, as a liar, an accuser, a divider. Basically, Paul is saying, don't gossip. The Greek word Paul uses for malicious talk or gossip here is slanderous and accusing. And when we engage in that kind of behavior, we're doing the same kind of work the devil does. And that's not healthy for any person, any people, any church. I mean, the Bible is very clear about avoiding the sin of gossip. And if you need a little laugh because it's getting very serious, my notes say we need to avoid the sin of gossip. But the sin of gossip, listen to this. Proverbs 16.28 A perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends. Choose your friends wisely, huh? I don't think many of us go out looking for perverse people, for friends. But Proverbs is pretty clear there. A perverse person 
stirs up conflict. And a gossip separates close friends. Proverbs 20:19, A gossip betrays confidence. So avoid anyone who talks too much. That's not my words. That's the words from Proverbs. And it doesn't mean like people who just go on and on and on and on. You're not in trouble, Barry. (laughs) But there are some out there who do like to talk. And a lot of that talk is lies and other garbage. And they just like to keep rolling with it because it gets them some attention. That's malicious talk. That doesn't build others up. It does the same kind of work the devil does. It divides. It tears down. It's unhealthy. James says it best. He says it very well. In James chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. And it's the same kind of theme. He says, same similar theme to overseers and deacons. James chapter 3, like Timothy, 1 Timothy 3. James chapter 3. Not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers and sisters. Because you know that we who teach will be drug, judged more strictly. I think... These next six or seven words, James, the half-brother of Jesus, wanted us to hear. We all stumble in many ways. We do. Even Abraham, the man called to be holy and blameless, the father of faith, he messed up. But he repented. Anyway, back to James. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never fault in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. Ask Lord, I'm not the perfect man. None of us are, are we? When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships, for example. Although they, are, although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It can corrupt or corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and itself set on fire by hell. Boy, you better buckle up when you read James. (laughs) Verse 7. All kinds of creatures, animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man. But no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. If no man can tame the tongue, who do you think can help us tame our tongue? 
the Holy Spirit that lives in us. Verse 9. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Wow, that's a lot of strong words, isn't it? But you know, I think we've all gossiped, right? We've all done it. If you say you haven't, then you need to work on your lying. But when we fully submit to him, to his ways, when we respond to his conviction for our lies or gossip or whatever, confess it. Right the wrongs we've done. And not participate in the gossip. You know what will happen when we don't participate in the gossip? We become trustworthy people. That's what it said in verse 11 of 1 Timothy 3. And you know what this world needs? Right on, Ethan. Trustworthy people. And He's chosen us and called us to be that in this world. And do you think that will make a difference? Big time. So, wow, there is a lot in here this morning. And we didn't cover everything. We didn't cover hospitality. (laughs) We didn't cover gentleness or self-temperance or self-control or respectability, able to... But maybe we covered what we needed to hear. So would you bow your heads with me? Lord, I thank you for how your word is truth. Lord, I thank you that you trust us and have called us to carry your truth and be your light in this dark world. And we know the path is narrow. Holy Spirit, help us keep help keep us on that narrow path. Lord, forgive us of those times where we've said things to other people we might have known or might not have known or true or false. Forgive us for gossip that we may have done 
Help us to say things that encourage one another and build each other up. Lord, I pray for our witness, really, no matter where we are, at home, at school, at work, on Instagram, or Snapchat, or Facebook, or Truth Social, or whatever else is out there. Lord, may we be who we say we are wherever we are. May who we say we are bring you glory, because it's really who we are, because it's you living in us. And we praise you for that, Lord. We praise you for calling us to a life of holiness, calling us to be blameless, but not leaving it to ourselves. But Jesus, you died on a cross so that through faith we could have relationship with the Father and be filled and fully submit to you, Holy Spirit. So help us in this walk, just like you helped everyone before us. We praise you for your faithfulness. Thank you for each soul here this morning and those who are worshiping online. May we have a wonderful week ahead in you. And we look forward to all you want to do in and through us. And I pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast is helpful to you, please rate us on iTunes or like our page, Springwater Church the Nazarene, on Facebook. Have a great day and Lord bless.